Hi friends, hope you, wherever you are in the world, life is treating you well. As I record this, it is November and I unfortunately have to share that my father passed away on September 20th of this year and I am navigating uh, my grief process. I've recorded, I don't know how many episodes if I'm being honest, and I just haven't had the energy to get them loaded and edited and all the things. Sometimes I feel like no one wants to hear you talk about your dead dad. And, you know, these are things that maybe you need to step back and process. But the more I begin to think about this, I can't be the only one. There's so many of us who are dealing with a whole lot of losses or have processed a loss and still navigating that. And I want to tell you that your feelings are valid and that grief comes over you like a wave. There are times in my process I feel rejuvenated and I look forward to things and I feel happy about the relationship I had with my dad when he was here on earth. And there are times when I feel overcome with grief and my body feels like I have a weighted blanket on it and I feel so tired and I feel so lethargic. And there are times when I feel like I can inspire people and tell them about understanding to tap in where we are and not necessarily fixing the heartache and understanding that you know, this process is going to process, you know, for our lifetime and it will have ebbs and flows. So my dad's passing was unexpected. He died at the tender age of 68, as I like to think. And when he passed away, it was a week before my birthday. I told dad some weeks prior that I was going to see our football team here in Ohio play and I also had told him that I was taking a trip with my guy to Myrtle Beach. And I was looking forward to this too because we were just getting into the height of my busy season at work. And this was probably going to be one of the few vacations I would take before um, the year wrapped. And I remember, you know, just thinking about how I was going to show dad all the pictures and we were going to talk about the game. And then I got the call that nobody wants, that my dad was found deceased at his home. We don't know uh, the details of his death, but what I will tell you is that, um, you know, we're all trying to just lean into his life and not necessarily how he passed. I will tell you that my relationship with my dad was very complex. We had ebbs and flows. There were times I'm sure we both weren't always excited about one another, but the love was always there. There's so many things that I was able to learn from my dad. And he was very unique. He liked what he liked and made no apologies. And my dad was one of the first men of color to openly live on a side of town that wasn't integrated very well. And that didn't matter to my dad because all he wanted 
more than ever to, was to be a part of this town. And I remember it would make me feel so uncomfortable, but to dad, um, that was, that was where he wanted to be. And my dad was really staunch in, you know, what he felt was his point of comfortability. You know, my dad was big on not living in places that had a food desert, which, uh, happens quite a bit in a lot of minority communities. And my dad also had a unique occupation as he was a machinist. And my dad always had a really good work ethic. And my dad had retired early due to injury. But later on, around the pandemic, he decided that he wanted to go back to work. I wasn't excited about my dad going back to work because I thought, hey, you're getting older and these jobs, they can demand a lot. But he really wanted to be back at work. And you could see how just over the last three years, how much he really blossomed. You know, I felt like his sense of purpose came back. And I don't know if you've been around people who've retired or left a job due to illness. Sometimes people have a hard time reconciling their lives after work. You know, this work train sometimes gives people this impression of worthiness. And sometimes when you're not in the work practice, it makes you feel like you're missing something. You're not a part of something. So my dad went back to work and, you know, was, I call it getting his treasure trunkets of treats, so to speak. And one of those things was that my dad purchased a new boat. Now it was new to him, but it was an old boat, but he loved that thing. And I remember I had told dad around one of the holidays, I was going to try to meet up with him. And I remember I got really tired and I just did not feel like meeting dad up on the boat. I didn't text or call. And I got to be transparent here because, you know, there was a large portion of my life where, you know, my dad didn't text or call me either when he had a change of plans. And I wasn't purposefully trying to give him his own medicine, but I think subconsciously I probably didn't care as much because it happened to me so often as a young kid and a young adult. He had later showed me pictures of him and his wife on this boat and he looked so happy and I was happy for him. My dad also enjoyed fishing, which was his passion too. Anytime the weather was decent or there were fish and they were really heavy out, he would make his way to find the nearest fishing area to go uh, get some fish. And I remember when we reconnected around the time of the pandemic, I went and watched him fish. And it was like so relaxing. And I remember I took these pictures of him fishing. And it was just his silhouette, pretty much, you know, behind him. You could see dad with his cap on and him getting his pole together, getting ready to cast it into the water. And those were one of the pictures I used at the time of his service when we held services for him. But that's what he loved to do. And my dad showed me so much about you can't allow the hangups of the world to become your problems. You can be aware of them, but don't let it be your your thing. 
And, you know, my dad was really adamant about where he wanted to live, what he wanted to do. And he did not let, you know, the things going on in the world or racism deter him from the things that were of interest to him. And I will say that looking back on that, that was a different mindset. You know, as I have navigated these last couple of months and just trying to reconcile not only with the father, but the man, because it's so easy to, you know, want to put our parents up on these pedestals and say, well, you were my dad and you were supposed. And I will say the one thing that's happened for me is I've been able to humanize my dad a whole lot more now that he's no longer with us in the physical. You know, I think so many times, and I can testify to this too, that, you know, your kids look at you as this superhero and you're just this person trying to figure it out. There is no map. There isn't all the tools or resources. You are trying to put it all together. And I had to think back about my dad's life path. You know, my dad really came from humble beginnings. His mom did her best to keep their family together while her while my dad's father battled alcoholism. And I know that was really hard for my dad to watch. And my dad was a very dedicated student. My dad was very smart intellectually. But something me and my dad shared that I didn't realize how much we shared it was that we've always wanted to belong. And even if it was to things that maybe showed us that they didn't want us there, we still tried to belong, you know? And I kind of wondered, like, where does that come from? And part of it is, I think, not really understanding how people can be cruel You know, I don't think every experience when people don't want you to be a part of something is cruel, but I do think that there are some behaviors that aren't kind that unfortunately a lot of people do this on a regular basis and don't even think about it. And as a young person, I remember always trying to, you know, befriend people and trying to, you know, hook up with people after school only to be let down that these people were never going to hang out with me and they had no intentions of really being a true friend. And it's funny because I recognize this in my dad, even as an adult with him, you know, and even up until the time he passed away, there were people around my dad that were just there for the notoriety. And we all have to walk our path. And I had to just realize that, you know, my dad was in a complex situation where he wanted to be a part of something and he would have yearned to have true people who really share the same interest and love of things to really show up for him like he had tried to show up for other people. And that's something I've had to learn and keep learning uh, during my journey here on this life planet.
that sometimes people don't have the capacity to give you what you need, but you have to have the discernment to know when to walk away. So I know this is a really brief episode, but I just wanted to give you a little backdrop of why you haven't heard from me. And no, I haven't stopped podcasting. As a matter of fact, I have a quite a few episodes I need to upload. And just mentally, I had not been in the space to do so. So if any of you out there who have recently experienced a loss, my heart goes out to you. Do the best you can. Be easy on yourself. Understand that this journey takes time. And you don't have to get it all figured out. But you do have to protect yourself. You do have to guard your feelings and your heart. Because everybody out here does not have good intent. And unfortunately, I've had to learn that over these last couple of months. Not only with family members, but even new uh, acquaintances, as I like to say. So I'm sending you a big hug out there for those of you who are trying to navigate through all the things going on in the world today and in your world. As I always close out my podcast to say, you can listen to any other podcast, but you decided to stop by and listen to mine. And I am humbly grateful and thank you, thankful for you. Namaste, my good friends. Namaste.